Welcome back into the Dead Arm Sports Podcast. Josh and Jell here. What up? What up? What Monday. up? You can check us out on YouTube. We are streaming live. So if you live on our Monday to the live feed, be sure to send us in some questions. We've got the chat box up here, so we will be monitoring that. Got a fun show for you today. Not a ton of news over the weekend, but we're going to discuss some uh, some news that did happen. Touch on a little baseball and then head baseball wonderful uh game sevens over the weekend but to kick it off gel couple on Thursday, of them <laughs> i guess nba yeah, kind of well, sucked stunk up the joint NBA, a little bit yeah nhl is pretty on fire nhl bit, is so. always nhl playoffs like doesn't get too much better than that but we'll get into that later yeah <laughs> All right, question of the day. Had the NFL release a schedule on Thursday. So I want to know what three regular season games are you looking forward to most? Well, I'm going to kick it off, uh, no pun intended, with <laughs> week one. Russell Wilson returning back to Seattle week yes, one. Yes, that is on my list too. <laughs> That's insane. I, You know, the Broncos have seven standalone games this year uh this season which i don't know what if there's a record broken there if that's even the most in the league probably rams and chiefs are up there as well but seven seven themselves two monday night games two sunday night games a thursday night game a london game and one on christmas so <laughs> they're which is crazy the nfl is just hijacking they've come they're just gonna hijack christmas day now nba Good. sorry <laughs> Like SOL, <laughs> it's it's gonna be the NFL's day, but uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, that's that's a pretty obvious, you know, winner right there in terms of, and again, week one, like <laughs> amazing. So that'll be exciting just to see that replay or that rematch. It'll be I or not rematch, but the return. I yep. wonder how the fans are going to react to Russell. I mean, are, do you think he gets booed or do you think he gets cheered? There might be a small cheer at the beginning, but I think majority will be booing. He's been wanting out for a couple of years now, has been pretty vocal behind the scenes on it. So I think the fans will let him have it a little bit, especially when you got Drew Locke starting. In, yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's no, uh, that's no prize there. No, <laughs> but it'll but it'll be great, and we can we'll get our first look at to see you know I mean, are the Broncos truly going to be division contenders? It usually takes a little bit of time, you know, when a quarterback goes to a new team. But the Broncos are freaking loaded, at least yeah. you know skill position wise, offensively and defensively. So I don't I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see if he can just like right off the bat though, uh, if they're awesome right away. Yep. My first one to kick off, I did have that one on my slate, so I'm glad I wrote down a couple other ones so <laughs> I can give you three additional ones. But mine is also week one, and it is the opener to the entire NFL season. Buffalo traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. So you got the defending Sheesh. Super Bowl champions taking on one of the betting favorites going into the season, Buffalo. Buffalo I think they are the favorite right game. now to win the to win the title. To win the Super okay. Bowl. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, they're pretty 
one of the most complete teams in the league right now. Had that epic loss to Kansas City last year where they didn't get the ball at all in the playoffs, just a back-and-forth slugfest. So I'm, I'm curious to see if Buffalo just kind of uses that as some motivation. You've got the defending champions right off the bat. You can make a statement to start off your season on the road in Los Angeles and just uh, looking forward to that game a lot. And I couldn't ask for probably two better teams to kick off the season either. Could be could be a Super Bowl preview, you know? Could be. I mean, yep. what's going to stop the Rams right now? Certainly not Green Bay. <laughs> Tampa, maybe? I mean, they. I would say they're the next best team in the NFC is Tampa, but I, yeah. I don't know. I don't that know. division, you also wonder about that division. I mean, it's obviously gotten worse with Russell Wilson leaving. We don't know what the Kyler situation is going to, how that's going to turn out. That's still, you know, he still doesn't have an extension and it doesn't really seem like the cards are dying to give him one, at least not at the money that he wants. And we don't know anything about Trey Lance. So that division's certainly weaker. The Buccaneers also in a crappy division with, Carolina, potentially, you know, <laughs> starting week one. Uh, I guess, I guess for the, you know, the Saints bringing Jameis back. I do love the pickup of Olave. They were five and two when Jameis went down yesterday, but they lo- but they obviously lost Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, that's a big. Uh, that's a big, big L. So, and and then obvious, and then the the Falcons are just a mess. Mariota, I don't think so. Scooter, so. <laughs> That I mean, those two teams, and then you know, Green Bay. Meh, I don't. I, you know how I feel about them this year. So yeah. I don't. I mean, it's definitely a potential Super Bowl preview, which you got to dig. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna stick with one of those teams and go to the the rematch of that epic AFC Championship game, Week <laughs> Six. Also Bills on my Chiefs. List. Yes. <laughs> That was one of the most. That was definitely the most entertaining game all last season. I thought. I, I thought plenty more. Or just you know, on the same level of entertainment as probably as even the Super Bowl. So, just you know, it's it's the two best quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. Uh, at least you know, talent wise, for sure. At this point, uh, with in Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, two great coaches in McDermott, Andy Reid. Offensive schemes are are sweet. I, it is going to be interesting with the Bills to see how they do with that new offensive court or with by losing with losing Brian Dable. So they've got a yep. new play caller, new offensive coordinator in the building. Kind of wonder how that's going to shake out, but hopefully, I mean, Josh Allen is just too damn good. I don't. I think the Bills will be just fine. And yeah. and then on the Chiefs side, you know, they're it'll be also really interesting to see how they perform this year without Tyree kill. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. We'll be interesting to see what their offense looks like. Obviously sky Moore coming in. You got Juju. Um, so MVS. Yeah, we'll see what that Ooh. translates to. Ooh, so scared. <laughs> <laughs> it was Friday the 13th last week. We did have a Friday the 13th. Yeah. But we are live on a Monday. Yes, we are. <laughs> Speaking of the 13th, that's where I'm going to go with my next one, a week 13 matchup here. And kind of similar to your Denver-Seattle, got a quarterback making a homecoming, and that 
is potentially Deshaun Watson going back to Houston. Oof. So I want to see what the reception is like for him when he takes the field. Week 13, if he has a pretty decent suspension, again, right now we're not sure on what that's going to end up looking like with his off-the-field incident, if he's going to be suspended at all, how long that's going to be. But this could be one of his first games in a Cleveland uniform too. So it could be a pretty cool matchup, I think. And I always am a fan of watching the players return back to their original teams to see what the uh, fans reception is of them and this one I can't imagine to be too favorable (laughs) (laughs) I want to see now a 12 game suspension in his first game back is he's he's still in the same stadium (laughs) 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 yeah no they I guess the NFL is going to meet with him and wrap up their investigation soon that's what that's what came out today live on a Monday uh so I guess we'll find out what the suspension is going to be or or if there will be one. I can't imagine there's not one. I would I would love to see him out for the full season just to shove it to the Browns for doing uh for the basically guaranteed contract. You know, that that BS <laughs> contract giving him a 1 million dollars this year. Yeah. Which is just garbage. Cuz if he's if you're suspended, you don't get paid for the games you missed. So yeah. That's obviously why they did it that way, why they structured the contract that way. But I would, I would, and and obviously on top of that, what he did uh, or is accused of doing is really messed up. 22, 20, 22 civil suits. There were the two criminal suits as well. Clear to the of the criminal stuff. The civil suits he's still going working on, I guess, working through, but. Yeah, I'd love to see them just shove it at the Browns for for doing this. That'd be great. Classic Browns fashion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, it's your last one, Joe. I think you took all mine, my other two. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've got a couple that I think are going to be really fun watches, like Week 18 Ravens at Bengals. I think that's probably going to be a battle for the division. Uh, week 4 Bucks or Chiefs at Bucks. That's just... Mahomes against Brady, always a good time. They'll, they've all yep. those have always been good games. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do Battle of L.A. Week 17, Rams quote unquote at the Chargers. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Week 17. So <laughs> just you know, I mean, it's it's Herbert Stafford McVay, you know, Brandon Staley facing going against McVay for the first time. Uh, you know his his previous mentor seems like he hasn't taken any of McVay's uh defensive or you know I guess game management uh wizardry with him given his very very strange fourth down calls but you know well and and what's what's crazy about about Brandon Staley he's a defensive coordinator he came over from as a DC from the Rams to the Chargers and their defense was garbage last year so Hopefully things change and, you know, and and the only thing about this matchup that I wish was different is I almost, it's cool that it's at the end of the season because it will have obvious playoff implications to some degree, possibly for both teams. But by week 17, you know, either Joey Bosa or Derwin James or both are going to be injured. So <laughs> probably. So yeah. that's the downside of having High it probability. so late in the season is you're going to be dealing with that. But as long as everyone stays healthy, I mean ultimately as long as the two quarterbacks are healthy, it's going to be a good it's going to be a good matchup, great game. 
Yep. I saw, too, just kind of on a side note, speaking of a late season game, that starting in 2023, ESPN Monday Night Football is going to have the opportunity to flex, have a flex schedule from weeks 14 to 18. So we won't For Monday Night? For Monday nice. night, yes. that's cool. We won't be seeing those just crappy matchups that were decided early on in the season. They can flex out and put some of the better games on and the primetime spot on Monday. So that'll so both to, both ABC or ESPN and NBC are going to have. I think so, it'll be yeah. an interesting little battle of uh, yeah, who gets flip a coin. Yeah. Or what? <laughs> NFL could probably say you know highest bidder gets it. That's <laughs> right. and the and the networks would be willing to pay. That's oh big time. Kind of how it works. They're they're uh, as as Middlecoff likes to say, a cash cow. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can be found at Dead Arm Sports Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Be the first thing that pops up. As I mentioned early on in the show, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. We do post videos there the next day, and we also live stream each of our episodes. So you can check us out in the evenings. If you subscribe to our YouTube page, should get notification of us when we go live so that we know when we're jumping on, typically on Mondays and Wednesdays. If you want to follow Gel, he can be found at Das Gel. That's at D A S J E L. I can be found at Das JPEG. That's at D A S J P E C. Send us in any questions, comments, concerns you have about the show. We'll hit you back with an answer or else answer them on the podcast. And again, if you are watching our YouTube live stream, you can type in any questions that you have. We monitor that chat during the recording, so we will go ahead and answer it. If you like something that we say or have a question, you want a little bit more insight on something that we just bring up, let us know. And more than happy to dive a little bit deeper if you'd like. But, uh, Jill, what are you uh, sipping on today? Well, I am working on a uh, two-day hangover still. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night was we uh, it was my buddy's birthday get together, and uh, so we did sushi and did a couple sake bombs at the restaurant. You know the <laughs> oh, one, yeah. two, and then slam the table, and the shot drops <laughs> off the chopsticks into the into the beer. Yep. So did uh did two of those, which was that was the first time I'd ever done that, like with you know slamming the table. So that was kind of fun. It okay. was also really obnoxious to the rest of the, uh, probably the rest of the patrons because we were at like a halfway decent sushi restaurant. Like it, <laughs> it wasn't like a, you know, like a bar that or you know like a just a. I guess it, I guess it is a local chain, but still, my point is. We were definitely the loudest people in there by a mile, <laughs> but it was, it was, they're fun, man. And, and they went down pretty good, but, uh, and the sushi was great. So that's, we started off there and then, uh, and then went over to a dueling piano bar Ooh. and we were there till close and I <laughs> had plenty to drink and looked at my credit card statement the next day and was very displeased <laughs> it was a very high number. <laughs> Attaboy. It adds up pretty quick when you're buying, you know, three or four shots at a time, multiple times throughout the night. Plus, drink. I was drinking, of course, Dallas Blondes. So, uh, yeah, it, but it added up quick. My buddy got a, he got this, uh, like, fishbowl type of drink, and it was basically tasted like, just like straight UV blue. It was so damn sweet. Uh, but it came with a little rubber ducky. <laughs> so, oh, nice. That's pretty so sweet. So that was the main, that's what he said was the main reason why I bought it. But, uh, 
you know, little rubber ducky, little little memento. Nice. Yeah. So I am working on the H2O still. I am. uh, You can have a little uh, social because that's what I had today as well. Had a uh, plenty to drink at the old Kenny Chesney concert down at American Family Field in Milwaukee on Saturday. So I had. uh, Plenty of high noons and bush lights out in the tailgate lot. So, oh, you I guys did end up tailgating. Up. We did. Had a boy. Yes. yes, it was a good time. What? Nice seventy plus degree day, sunshine. That's perfect. Yes. Absolutely How was the show? Perfect. It was all right. I don't know. Yeah, it was not the was greatest. Fine. Yeah, I was what? pretty intoxicated. Yeah, as long as you had a good time, that's <laughs> yeah. Good time was had. <laughs> yes, it was. Hell yeah. Speaking of good times, Jair Alexander is having plenty of good times. Nice four-year, $84 million contract extension, $30 million signing bonus to bring his cap hit for this year to just over $1 million. 1.1 mil. (laughs) Hey, that signing bonus, not bad. Yeah, not at all, but makes him essentially the highest paid cornerback in the league now. He's, what, averaging like $21 million. Be 21, yeah. So... No, it's well-deserved contract. I mean, the Packers had to get him locked up. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the game. Obviously had some injuries last year, but has been relatively healthy for the most part since he came into the league and just one of those shutdown corners that you don't want to have to face if you're the opposing team. So it's good for the Packers to lock him up as a Bears fan. Not happy about it, but (laughs) figured it was coming. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you could make a pretty easy argument that he's the best corner in the league. So... I think this is a no-brainer. I, I, you know, 22 mil for a corner, you kind of say, holy shit. Like, that's, you know, we, we see, we'll see pass rushers occasionally get that kind of money. But we've never seen a corner get this kind of money. But with how much now these some of these top receivers are getting, I mean, I guess if you consider Christian Kirk a top receiver. But, you know, even the Christian Kirk types <laughs> are getting paid this kind of money. You know, the 20... the He's getting it's basically the same contract. I think both of them are 4 years 84 million. Who would yeah. you rather have Jair Alexander or no wait, Christian Kirk was 72 or was it 84? Either way, uh Yeah, either way it was a ridiculous way, amount was, of money and I'd rather have Jair Alexander. And the yeah, so the point is <laughs> you know with with how much these receivers are making now you have to have if you're if you're going to have top corners or if you're going to have one of the top corners in the league, you have to get them paid and get them locked up so that they can help try to shut down these offensive stars because if receivers are getting paid like this, they're going to be the emphasis of any team's offense that they're on going forward, you'd assume. And what are you going to do? I mean, you, you, you can't just let, you know, you can't just let, Devonte Adams now run free on the Raiders. You got to have a shutdown guy on on this on these guys. So I think it's I think it's worth the money for sure. He did he did miss a lot of last year with an injury, but it was you know it's not like it was a torn ACL or or a popped Achilles or something big time like that. So he'll come back this year, hopefully be fine, lead that defense, lead that secondary, and 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 really it's the defense of the Packers that's going to have to. That that's gonna be the focus of the team is gonna be defense in the running game because what I mean, what are you gonna do with Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, the way that Rodgers doesn't really trust rookie receivers? I don't know how, especially early on in the season, how Christian Watson, how 
involved he'll be, at least right away. Defense and the defense, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, that's going to be the focus of this team. So you have to obviously make sure you're locking up your your top corner, your top player on defense. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100% with that, and that'll be focus point. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, maybe this forces Rodgers to have to try and get Christian Watson the ball and work with him, and hopefully they build some rapport during training camp. Otherwise, yeah, it's – Gonna be a pretty one-dimensional offense for the most part. Which is Obviously, weird Lazard. to say. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is like a backup plan. They, like, I'd assume <laughs> that I, I'm. I guess I'm out here assuming that it's gonna be a, a run-heavy, more run-heavy offense. Whatever they've been doing hasn't been working, at least in the playoffs. So. I guess try to get you know you got you still got that two-headed monster obviously with AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones. Utilize it. Yep. Moving down to New Orleans, Jarvis Landry finally finding a home this offseason, going back to his college roots, his days at LSU, and signed with the New Orleans Saints. One year, $3 million, and up to another additional $3 million in incentives, depending on his stats, how many games he plays. So pretty solid slot guy now there. You got Michael Thomas, Chris Olave in the mix, go along with Alvin Kamara. So, I mean, Jameis has all the pieces. I mean, this is relatively similar to the offense and playmakers that he had in his Tampa days. You have a better run game now. Is there, do you see the saints possibly being a sneaky playoff team and competing for the division? Their offense is solid. Their defense has been, it's just old. The defense is old. I mean, it used to be a couple of years ago. It was one of the top defenses. I think, I mean, one of the top in the league, at least in terms of just shutting down offenses, not not that they were the flashiest defense. They just have you know Marcus Lattimore or is it Marcus? Which one of the one of the Lattimores is the corner for the Saints? One of them. One, one of the, the Lattimores. South Carolina running back. South Carolina running back that tore both his ACLs. Either way, um, that corner Lattimore. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Marcus Marshawn was the other one. Marshawn Lattimore Marshawn? was the was yeah, the running, was like back. running back. Marcus yeah. Lattimore. Just a just a really solid shutdown corner, not you know as flashy as like a Trayvon Diggs type, but I'd but overall a better corner at least just, you know in terms of not letting not letting receptions from these you know whoever he's defending. But it's just the defense has just gotten old, so hopefully they can keep it together there. Uh, it's gonna be I, and then ultimately, I mean, yeah, you did mention that Jameis does have those skill position players but he also had those same that same level of talent in Tampa and they went seven and nine and he threw 30 picks obviously he's changed that was before his eye surgery (laughs) that's true (laughs) holy shit I can see is this what it's like (laughs) that's funny I forgot about that uh yeah I mean I I think he's changed his ways in terms of throwing picks he learned under Breeze like Breeze isn't the most spectacular player either in terms of just eye candy. He's, he was just <laughs> weirdly put. Uh, he was just, you know, really efficient. And Jameis saw how well that worked. That's the, you know, Breeze had multiple 5,000-yard seasons without being the flashiest guy out there. So hopefully it sounds like Jameis learned that. I just, I do have to, you have to question the Sean Payton departure. And wonder how much that's going to burn, or if it does end up burning the team. Do you think Jarvis is, what kind of a pickup do you see him being for them? I mean, do you think that he's going to come in and be able to step into, 
you know, a number two role and maybe Olave starts as the three to start the season or, you know, assuming and who the hell knows what to make out of Michael Thomas and what his situation is going to yeah. going to be. But I mean, what kind of a role do you see Landry playing? Do you th- still think what do you think he's got left in the tank? Because he missed a lot of last year and really what the games that he did play was very unspectacular. Yeah, I think he still could have some left in the tank. I think it's probably going to be motivating for him going back home to Louisiana True. and that's nice playing for the Saints and everything. And I like the signing by the Saints. Relatively low money, some insurance in case Michael Thomas does miss time, can't stay healthy. He can get Chris Olave into the mix there. So, and best case scenario, you've got all three of them out on the field, and that's quite a wide receiver trio right there. So. It gives Jameis an opportunity. Jarvis is a big PPR guy, so he can get some of those check down routes for Jameis. If Jameis is looking deep for Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and just not there, gives him an option there, along with Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. I mean, that's all the pieces are there for Jameis to have success. It's just whether or not he can turn it around and have success there. Along so, with being I, able to, you know, shoring up that offensive line as well with that first yeah. round pick and, uh, uh, God damn it. They lost <laughs> Taron Armstead. I forget who Trevor Penning. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting it. So you'll, you've got really assuming he's any good. You've got him and then Ramchick on the other side. So you've got your tackles pretty much set. So yeah, I, I think, I mean, in ter- so I think they're absolutely in terms in wildcard contention. I don't know if I trust Jameis enough or Dennis Allen as a head coach enough to put them in the class with the Bucks to compete for the division. But I think wild card is absolutely a possibility, if not a likelihood, because remember we're adding, I believe this year Another we're adding team. an extra team as well. So it's, is it a 17 playoff now? Or is it eight? God, they that's a fucking seven. lot of teams. So yeah. <laughs> that's too many. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I just I don't like ex- playoff expansion. It makes the regular season. It just continues watering down the regular season. That's for all sports. I don't like that they yeah. did it in baseball either. But uh, either way, uh, more playoff games. I guess that's a good you know more more football is always good. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think that I think that it could be potentially expected that they make a wild card run or at least you know a fight for a wild card spot division. That's going a little too far, I think. I agree too, but they should have second place in that piss poor division wrap. Yes, up. I, mean, I don't see Carolina doing anything, and you already said uh, Marcus Mariota is not the answer in Atlanta. So we'll see what happens there. But <laughs> former Saint Drew Brees had an article come out about him over the weekend, kind of questioning and speculating on what the future lied for him and. He came out today and tweeted out on his social media account, uh, quote, despite speculation from media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior (laughs) golf tour, coach my my kids, or all of the above. I'll let you know. So it sounds like Drew is just kind of taking everything in, just kind of reflecting on this last year. I, he's not coming back. Oh, oh USFL. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I think it's more likely he ends up on the uh, old pickleball tour than coming back to play in the NFL. So I don't see that happening. But 
No, I what did you I guess what did you think of Drew Brees in the NBC studio and also what what do you think lies ahead for him? I mean, I just thought he was kind of boring. He didn't really say much. He always you know, he would all he would never say a single bad thing about the Saints, and that's kind of what he's there for. Like, give us the dirt, you know? Like <laughs> that's what makes that's what makes for good TV. Like, you know, give us some dirt on on he just he would never have a single bad thing to say about any player, anybody in any organization. And he said that on the air that like he's not going to be he's not going to be bad bad mouthing any bad mouthing nice bad mouthing anybody. And uh, and, <clears throat> you know, and he would never pick if the Saints were on Sunday Night Football, he would never pick against him. He said that he's like he said, I'm never going to pick against the Saints. So don't even get me to try like. That's kind of lame. That's kind of boring. You know what? Why did you what 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 did you? I just you want to hear some of these some stories about, you know, back in my day when I was in the league about specific players, not always just, you know, just stuff that you'd read on NFL or on Saints dot com that are all going to be positive articles about some about the Saints like I want to hear some, you know, some shit that you had to go through. That's what that's what I think is actually interesting because anybody can go up there and say, you know, just be the company man. That's but that's no fun. I like hear we want to hear dirt. We want to hear gossip. We want to hear this guy fucked up here. He but he won't even do that. <laughs> so I just thought he was kind of boring. Maybe he felt uncomfortable. I, I guess maybe the reason that he's potentially thinking about moving on, or maybe NBC's thinking about moving on from him, from him, is because maybe he he just realized how uncomfortable being critical makes him feel, and that's probably what. I mean, I don't think I'm the only one that wants to see that. I think, or you know, that wants to see critical beer you know players that are critical of other players or other man or management or whatever that's what's interesting to me so he must feel uncomfortable in that space or nbc tell can tell he's uncomfortable in that space and and they're ready to move on but again nothing i guess like you said nothing is official maybe he does join the pickleball you know fight for the pickleball championships or whatever but uh <laughs> yeah i i'm 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 totally okay if he leaves NBC. It's just there's no there's think- no no there's no like the succession plan at Collinsworth was supposed to be Drew Brees. Because we have Mike Tirico taking over for Al Michaels. It was eventually supposed to go to Drew Brees from Chris Collinsworth, but now there's nothing, you know, sitting in the waiting in the wings, so to, so to say. Do you think Drew Brees would be better suited up in the booth as opposed to just being on the set during halftime and pregame? Because you don't really see guys getting too critical up in the booth. They're more just kind of calling it as it is. Maybe he can at that time question some of the plays or say, I maybe would have done this different or something like that, where maybe that would be more in his comfort That would be, zone. A, I think, a lot better of a fit, especially because he is, you know, like an offensive wizard. He's been doing, he was in the NFL for like 20 years and or maybe not quite that long, but maybe it was 20, close to 20 at least. So he knows everything. I mean, he, you know, that that's, that's kind of why Romo, especially when he first started at NBC or CBS was awesome because he was up there calling, you know, 
picking out protections and saying, you know, predicting what's going to happen on these plays, saying exactly what the defense is doing. That's why Romo was really good, especially right out of the gates, right up, right after retirement, because he had all that knowledge. Breeze, I've Breeze probably is being wasted a little bit being on that sideline crew rather than being in the booth. I think that, I think that would be a better fit. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think, too, with that. So it'll be interesting to see what he does is fall. Wish him the best. And maybe he does just want to take some time right now. His kids are in prime sports age, and maybe that's what he wants to do is just kind of take a step back, go to watch them play some of their games, and then can kind of evaluate the future from there. Yeah, for sure. All right, Joe, you want to talk some baseball? Whack! Oh, Reds had uh, quite the day over the weekend. Lost one nothing and threw a no hitter to the Pirates. So Pirates ended up with the one nothing I think this was what one of five games in the history of the MLB that a team has won a game without getting any hits and getting no hit by the other team. So first one well, since an since '08, but which I'm surprised <laughs> it even happened. That I mean, I guess that's 14 years ago, which is crazy to think about. But how do you? Walk, 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 fielder's choice. That's how the guy <laughs> scored. Imagine. Is this more fitting, though, too, that it happened during a Reds-Pirates game? Oh, it's perfect. It's too good <laughs> that it would happen to the Reds and the Pirates would also be no hit with a win. So how do you, how do you, like, what do you do if you, do you celebrate if you're the Reds? Like, we throw a no-no, like, run out, rush out to the mound after a loss. <laughs> mob the pitchers both teams are celebrating getting participation trophies that's pretty much the whole season for (laughs) these two teams is is they might as well just that's all they're getting this year is a participation trophy right (laughs) i don't know that's just too freaking great yeah and it would happen to the it would happen to the reds too like they're that bad they can't even they they can't even get the no hitter right yeah, they're having a season to forget, and what did you, Cincinnati fans, I'm sure, are looking forward to football season already. <laughs> skipping or going back to, or I guess not really going back, or going back to last, was it Was it last year when they still had the doubleheaders were seven innings? It was last year. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner threw a seven-inning no-hitter. Do you think he should be credited? And that was because th- that's as long as he could go. It was a seven-inning game. Should he be credited with a no-no there? I mean, yeah, I guess it isn't a nine inning one, but he didn't, like you said, he didn't have a choice. That's what the baseball rules were at that time. So I think it should still technically count as a no hitter. The game counted, right? The game counted. Why wouldn't that count? Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess technically he wasn't given a, technically wasn't awarded with a no hitter, which is just, yeah. that's just crappy. That sucks. Yeah. If you're mad bum, I'm like, what the hell do you want me? I can't, I literally can't do anything else <laughs> right. unless it was still zero zero. And he went in and I guess technically go into extras, but then you've yeah. also, that gets weird. Cause you got the guy on second base then to start off the 10th inning. It, Does that not count as a perfect game then? If you were had a perfect game going, and then you got the runner coming out of second base, <laughs> you you allowed a base runner. <laughs> I yeah, just thought I thought goofy. Mad Bum got screwed on that one. Yeah, no, 
I, I think so. And, st- too. and speaking of Mad Bum, I don't I don't know if we've talked any baseball since this happened. It happened kind of a while ago. But did you did you see that video of that umpire like massaging Bumgarner's hand, looking? <laughs> yeah, and then Bumgarner just got gazing and got, like, gazing into his ejected. eyes. Yeah. I, well, the ump after the game came out and said that that was his fuck up too, and that that situation shouldn't have even happened. And I think he did apologize for it, but. Yeah. It was, okay. It well, was gets really a, go give him a suspension then. What what good is an right? apology? <laughs> Mad Bum got thrown out after like the first inning because of that. <laughs> right. Like, umpire should get suspended. Yeah. Even with his, you know, even with an apology, like cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry for doing all the fucked up shit I've done too, but I still did them. Like. <laughs> yes. Huh. All right. Should- Shohei's uh, off to a hot start again. Sub three ERA hit his hundredth career home run the other day. So that's just keeps rolling. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> this guy's pretty much unstoppable. I, what's amazing is I you knew the you knew the hundred home runs were was was coming after he hit forty two last year. Yeah. But the pitching has gotten a lot. I mean, that's where he's really improved. Is is the pitching? With a, a, like you said, sub three ERA for a guy that's also hitting forty plus jacks a year. I mean, this is crazy. Last year, yeah, he started the All Star game as the as the starting pitcher, but realistically, he didn't deserve to start. It was just you know, it was a it's an All Star game. Like, let's make it as fun as possible. So they had him hit leadoff and be the you know starting pitcher. But he's turned himself into now truly the ace of that Angels staff. And deserving, and like you know, an ace in baseball, it's it's crazy just to to think that he's doing this. I mean, he, you know, everybody makes a comparison to Babe Ruth back in the day, but Babe Ruth wasn't doing this mad production on you know with pitching and hitting at the same time. He was mostly doing one or the other, and. You know, as he got later into his career, transition into more of that slugger. But I mean, what Shohei's doing is literally not. Ever, we've never seen anything like this before. I hope that it turns into, you know, the future of baseball is more two-way players, total athletes, because this is too damn fun to watch. And it would, it's, it'd be a shame to see him. You know, if he was only focused on pitching or only focused on hitting. But the fact that he can do both, and like hopefully we see more of this because there's obviously plenty of extremely talented athletes that probably grew up doing both through high school or up until middle of high school, and then just and then you know they just specialized in one or the other. I hope to see more of that, you know, two way player and really seeing these athletes on both sides of the ball. Yeah, Otani is paving the way for teams to take chances on some of these guys and let them pitch, let them hit. So many times you see guys that are phenomenal hitters. I mean, most of the time in high school, the best player on the field is your pitcher. The pitcher is usually one of your better hitters, better athlete. Mm-hmm. And then when the pitcher is not pitching, what are they usually at? Shortstop, Short stop, outfield, center field, somewhere yeah. in there. 
they're usually your better catcher. player and yeah. are phenomenal hitters. So they just kind of specialize once they get into college. Maybe they'll get a little bit of hitting here and there, but most of the time they're just focusing on pitching. And now with Shohei showing how dominant he is on both batting and pitching, I mean, the sky's the limit for some of these other guys that can come in and hopefully continue to do this with the new rule that once you're done pitching, he can still be in that DH spot. That helps out a lot too, where you're not having to take him out of the game. So I, I like it a lot and he's, yeah, he's a blast to watch. And then you got trout tearing it up too this year. He's healthy and in front runner for MVP right now. That angels team's a <laughs> hell of a team to watch as long as they can stay healthy it's a team that's yeah, going to be there till the end you know yep. unfortunately for them within their own division the astros are on an absolute tear right now i believe on an 11 game win streak right now trash can list i believe <laughs> <laughs> we'll see allegedly yeah allegedly allegedly <laughs> no trash cans involved <laughs> any uh brewers updates for us jill uh, I mean, not not anything spectacular. Uh, Yelich is continuing to stay hot. He started off pretty, the season pretty cold, but he's remained hot. And Willie Adamas is is just crushing bombs, which it's it's crazy how well that trade has worked out. He was Adamas in Tampa was never really anything special in terms of production. Like, yeah, you saw you could kind of see the tools, but you know, he said after that trade how much he hated hitting at the trop. Just, like, the backdrop was horrible. He just, like, the lighting was awful. I guess that's why people consider this a little, consider it a Little League park. But coming to Miller Park, coming to Milwaukee, we've really seen, the, especially the power, really, really shine. And so he's he's up near double digits. I believe he just hit his ninth the other day. So up near double digits and home runs for a shortstop, that's that's really impressive. That's kind of that's like what Trevor Story kind of you know those are the numbers Trevor Story was putting up a couple of years ago in Colorado. So Adamus is really on a power tear from a shortstop that's and that's plays really good. I mean, solid defense. He's not you know he's not a you know a, a shit. Addis, um, mm, Anderson Simmons type where he's that level of a defender, but he can make any throw on the field. He's just been, he's had a really good year, and, and I think he should, if, assuming he keeps this up, he should absolutely be an all-star this year. Yeah, no, hot start for sure. Brewers are on a tear. Not not a ton to compete with in that division outside of the Cardinals, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nolan Arnato's holding that team together. Yeah. And Albert Pujols with the, with the pitching, pitching performance last night. <laughs> yeah. Nice three outs, had to what? 24 ERA or something like that. I think it was like 54. That. He let up three. Or 54. Yeah, okay, so that's I think right. he yep. let up like six <laughs> runs or something. <laughs> Yikes. Still closed it out though, but. <laughs> Longorius uh, requested to keep his ball because he got a hit off of him. Hit off of him. I saw that. That was cool. <laughs> Always love seeing the games that are blowouts like that and the position players coming in and throwing. I'll never forget Rizzo before he got traded, striking out Freddie Freeman. Yeah. That was great. That was excellent. Just phenomenal. <laughs> Last topic of the day, Joel. I just kind of wanted to get your take. I know it's probably a sore subject as far as NBA goes, but in the longest time since I can remember, starting on Saturday night, we had, what do we have? Five hockey games that went to a game seven 
and two basketball yep. games. So we had seven game sevens between NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs over the weekend, and they didn't really disappoint outside of Bucks just kind of down the stretch, just too much power from Boston and man, the Suns just well they got just absolutely annihilated by the Mavs. So it was I but. couldn't believe when I you know I was I kind of had it on in the background. I was just like chilling on the patio, uh, and uh, you know me and my dog just chilling. And uh, we, I, I walked back inside and I saw it was seventy two to thirty four in the third, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell just happened? What's happening here? I think yeah. Luca at halftime. Luca had as many points himself as the Suns at halftime. Both had twenty four. So like. What is, like, I just couldn't believe it. I thought the Mavs, they had played really good in game six. I thought, you know, hey, they've got a chance here to beat the Suns. And as the Suns hadn't been playing that well, especially Chris Paul, who's now now looks, definitely looks like he's a 37-year-old NBA player. Like, Yeah, he's, he's dropped off pretty He's quick. just dropped <laughs> off pretty, like, just fast. But, you know, I, I was thinking Mavs have a chance to win this as long as Luka keeps doing what he's doing and other guys can hit shots, but I wasn't obviously expecting this, a 40 point blowout. So yeah, the NBA games kind of were disappointing. I mean, the Bucks game was pretty entertaining up until about halfway through the fourth. And you could kind of see the writing on the wall that it ain't happening, which extremely disappointing, but Hey, got our title last year. Just kind of sucks that the Bucks aren't going to can no longer say defending. I guess they can say defending champs until the finals are over, but uh, <laughs> technically, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, can't can't repeat. Which most teams can't. It's hard. It's hard to repeat any in any championship or in any yeah. sport. Repeat champs. Well, so. Chris Middleton out that series did not. That killed. Them that killed it a lot either, so. because how many damn minutes did Grayson Allen get? Screw his ass. <laughs> God, it's your favorite player. Worst. <laughs> fucking Grayson. Yeah, no, both hockey games yesterday going into overtime. Rangers ended up knocking off Pittsburgh Penguins and Calgary Flames ended up beating the Dallas Stars in overtime to close out the nightcap yesterday. But just phenomenal weekend if you enjoy NHL, NBA playoffs. So. I mean, hockey playoffs always just always just fun. Always so intense. Oh, yeah. Yep. I don't watch yeah, much remember. NHL regular season, but I'll turn it on in the playoffs. It's kind of the same thing with basketball for me. I don't watch that much regular season ball or hockey, but playoffs are pretty have been really good in both leagues this year. Yeah, that's how I am too. If it's during the regular season, if there's like a good game on, I'll turn it on. But once the hockey playoffs start, <laughs> flipping through channels and see one on, it's heck yeah, tune in and. On the edge of your seat, just so intense. And so well, and it's nice having some of these games on, like, TNT, TBS. I think ES- ESPN's getting back in the mix rather than it just being on NBC and NBC Sports. Like, just feel like feel like it's you just see them on more often because it's, you know, it's, it's within that spot on your TV guide, your TV channel <laughs> guide, where it's like all, where they're all bunched together with all the sports and stuff, so... I've not, I've seen it more kind of because of that too. Yeah. All right, Joe, any final comments before we uh, close her out today? Uh, just excited to talk PJ championship on the next episode and, and get some, get some golf action going on. So for the, for the next recording. Yeah, that's going to be uh 
like the uh, old preview there, the little spoiler alert, our next episode is all golf. So we're going to be talking PGA Championship, some of the storylines going into Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We've got our PGA Championship draft, similar to our Masters draft. So we'll get into that, refresh you on the rules tomorrow. But uh, again, we can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Make sure you check out our YouTube page. You like watching podcasts or watching uh, talk. You can check us out on their video. Gels fires roaring in the background. Make sure you subscribe so that way you know when we do our live streams. So that way you can tune in, ask us any questions, especially during the football season coming up. If you have any questions on your draft, if you're in a slow draft right now for Dynasty or any of those, you can jump on, ask us any questions, and we'll answer them on the live stream. If you want to follow Jell, he can be found at Das Jell. That's at D-A-S-J-E-L. I can be found at Das JPEC. It's at D-A-S-J-P-E-C. Send us in any questions. We'll hit you back or answer them on the next podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Send us a screenshot of that review. Get you some sticker swag sent out in the mail. What are some of those platforms they can listen to us on, Jell? Hit us up on our presenting sponsor, Anchor. Uh, totally free service, both on the web and uh, via the app. If you're looking for the app, just type Anchor into your Google Play Store or Apple App Store. If you're looking online, go anchor.fm. It's got all the features that we use, all the recording, all the publishing, everything is all free there uh, with Anchor. They allow us to publish this out to you guys on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Pods. Uh, again, great service. And and uh, you know, make sure on whatever your chosen listening platform is, whether that's any of those podcasting platforms or on YouTube, subscribe, rate, review, take a screenshot of that written review and uh, send it over to us in the comments or sorry, send it over to us on our social in the DMs and we will uh, we'll get you some dead arm sticker swag. Absolutely. All right. Again, we'll be back a little bit later on in the week with our PGA Championship preview it will be a fun one and looking forward to the second major of the golf season. See who uh, gel picks. You're going to have first pick. So, sir, you are officially on the clock until our next recording. Be sure you're thinking on who you want to take. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back with you later in the week. Gel, close us out. Live on a YouTube.